Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take The Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume The Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume The Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip and commentary. You can't beat the sound of a contented cat. That's why veterinary surgeon and natural pet food pioneer John Burns developed Burns Pet Nutrition. Because he knows the positive impact a natural diet has on our beloved pets. And our premium cat food is designed to satisfy even the most finicky eaters. For natural, no nasty, wholesome recipes, choose Burns Pet Nutrition. Available from veterinary clinics and all good pet shops across Ireland. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since it first started tumbling into Ireland through the old pirate coves of West Cork and in the stomachs of drug mules coming from Miami, cocaine has become the drug of our nation. It has swept in like a blizzard, dusting every corner of every small town. And so swift and total has its spread been that the Irish are now some of the biggest users in the world. But to unravel how a small island like ours on the edge of Europe ended up such a big player in the major cocaine leagues, we must follow the white supply lines back to the beginning. We must follow the routes it has taken as it travels across the globe. And most importantly, we need to follow the cowboys who put us on the map. So join me, Nicola Talent, for my new live show, Cocaine Cowboys, the story of Ireland's love affair with Colombia's biggest export. Limited tickets now available for February 10th at the Lime Tree Theatre in Limerick, February 15th in Cork's Everyman and at Dublin's Three Olympia on Sunday, February 18th. Tickets available at venues are on mcd.ie. You do get the sense that people are in fear. People who may have known Tristan Sherry or known his family were very, very wary of attending this event, of publicly associating themselves. And that shows, I think, the level of fear because there's a lot to go in this investigation into the the broader circumstances. Some of that tension will have dissipated, I think, within the area once these two funerals have, have taken place. I'm Nicola Talent. And you're listening to Crime World, a podcast about criminals, drugs and the sins of the underworld in Ireland and across the globe. The funeral has taken place of Christmas Eve steakhouse shooter Tristan Sherry, who was overcome after murdering rival Jason Hennessy Sr. and stabbed to death in the packed restaurant. A large police presence monitored the event in Dublin, while tensions remain high in the run-up to the funeral of Hennessy Sr. this weekend. Today, I'm talking with Niall Donald about the funeral and about the ongoing security concerns in the Blanchardstown area. This is Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com. So 
the uh, gunman in the Christmas Eve um, steakhouse shooting and stabbing Tristan Cherry was buried today. Um, funeral appears to have passed off so far, at least without incident, although there was a heavy guard presence. Yeah, there absolutely was a extremely heavy presence. And I think as a funeral, it was much more muted than some of the other funerals we've seen in recent times. I think that's an indication of the level of threat. Um, what we're hearing is that some people were, because of the concerns about retaliation and the level of, of you know, potential violence surrounding this this feud that some people weren't willing to attend, even who would have known uh, Mr. Sherry. Um, so it was a, a relatively uh, quiet event, but very, very heavily policed. Um, the the Tristan Sherry, obviously, uh, it took a number of weeks before his body was returned, probably up to three weeks at this stage, even, even more, um, um, which is very unusual in of itself. The tensions remain, obviously, mm. because there's another funeral come up on Saturday afternoon now at the funeral of Jason Hennessy Sr., um, which there, again, there'd be a similar uh, level of policing at it. It's due to be held on, on Saturday in Corduff. And so those tensions de- absolutely definitely There's remain. Still, I think ground. people are still so aware, you know, it's still so fresh in everyone's mind and particularly in the light of, you know, some of the court cases, etc. But, you know, the fate of, of Noel Duckegg Kerwin, of course, the monk's friend who attended the funeral of Eddie Hutch and who was shot dead in the aftermath of it. There's never been a particular motive exactly, although it was a feud related shooting, but the only motive anybody seems to have ever come up with was because he attended the funeral and he stood shoulder to shoulder with his uh, his friend, the monk. Yeah, ex- made him a target. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is this is the the uh, certainly that's a level of tension. And then, of course, you're talking about uh, if you talk about it, uh, it's not a geographical feud. If you want, yeah, uh, people from all sides within that that this conflict in in the fin- are living in Finglas, living on top of each other. Mm presumably have mutual friends, mutual acquaintances. So that can really add to an in, an intensity of it. And you saw that in the, the Sheriff's Street feud, which occurred about 20 years ago. Um, but because everybody was so interconnected and living yeah. in a small, relatively small area, um, that, that really can make these things particularly tense. Um, yeah, people don't get a break from each other, I suppose. And at the same time, you know, to, to secure it, to, to kind of, uh, you know, police it, you have to be right in the middle of it nearly because it's not as if you can sort of put a cordon around any particular area and your, you know, arrival grouping are trying to come through that cordon. They're all living within what you could cordon is the big problem there. Yeah, but it, today was a much more uh, sedate affair than, say, the other two uh, recent uh burials of people who were shot dead in the Finglas area, uh, James Whelan, obviously, and uh, Brandon Ledwich. Both of those uh, funerals were very public events, mm. a lot of motorcycles, a lot of, uh, there was, obviously today, there was some of the same sort of floral tributes. There was, you know, there was a bottle of Grey Goose vodka brought up to the to the stage. There was floral tributes in, in the shape of a... a, a the yeah. altar. Well, yeah, I mean, brought up anyway to the church. Um, there was... Uh, Where's your religion? 
yeah. <laughs> stage. <laughs> um, well, the, the altar, yeah. And yeah. there was floral tributes, typical ones you'd see, like um, uh, of there was a yellow Lamborghini done up in flowers mm. and mm. there was uh, a motorbike. And then you see the more touching tributes for people to their relatives, you know, talking about nephew and dad and stuff like that. But, you know, if you saw the kind of, particularly um, the James... Kristen Sherry was a dad. Kristen Sherry was a dad, uh, as far as we know. Yeah. yeah. So there was tributes there left to him. Mm-hmm. And obviously there was a picture as well at one point uh, of him and members of his family. Um, so it's, look, again, it's deeply sad for those people that have lost, that are his loved ones. Um, and that's that's a reality. It was a small enough a funeral. small enough funeral. Um, if you've seen like... What was, remind us about the James Whelan funeral. That was attended by a huge gathering and there was a film crew. Yeah, we see that there's some of the, um, in recent times, some of the undertakers, a couple of ones in particular, maybe one in particular, they offer a service where they put on, uh, they they offer to put together a very highly produced video of of the event. Mm. Um, you remember back in the day, and we still get complaints, and all media organisations get them when we cover funerals. Mm-hmm. People find it invasive, which I think we understand. But um, certainly in the case of James Whelan, uh, you know, rather than the media obviously took pictures, but they also, the family paid for this highly produced video. I think it was 45 minutes in total, um, you know, which very much in the church, mm-hmm. speaking to people, interviewing people. Um, and that happened in, in James Whelan's case. Uh, James Whelan was shot dead by a rival gang as part of a feud. Um, in the aftermath of his death, things were very tense in Finglas as well, but you had a lot of these sort of scrambler bikes paying tribute outside the church. You had, you know, a a bagpiper, you had all of this going on. Um, And yeah, so like, though though it's... And there was a a sort of an after event that was also... There was an after event and there was a a cutout, a cardboard cutout of of James Whelan made and you could see people as part of the video, people were dancing and paying tribute to him. Um, So some of these things, um, as we've sort of said before, they're they're to sort of make a show, Mm. to to make a statement about the person that died. Um, Maybe they believe it's reclaiming it or also for for the friends of the person who's been killed to show maybe that they're not intimidated or not afraid to stand by their... Yeah, they're certainly, I mean, show is the word for it. They are quite showy, some of these funerals. Yeah. Um, Brandon Ledgewitz's funeral, there was some trouble in the aftermath. There was trouble in the aftermath and there was also, I suppose, a display beforehand where you could see young fellas going in and out uh, on, on, on... scrambler bikes doing tricks um, along the pavements of along Finglas. the pavements of Finglas obviously knowing that this is going to be covered in the media covered on social media mm. uh, generate a bit of attention uh, in fairness to the Sherry family that that hasn't seemed to have been what they have tried to do with this funeral and it was it was a much quieter event but I think that's indicative like we've been talking to people obviously on the ground mm. and you do get the sense that people are in in fear um, and that people who may have known Tristan Sherry or known his family were very, very wary of attending this event, uh, of being, you know, publicly associating themselves. And that shows, I think, the the level of fear because there's a lot to go in this investigation into the, the broader circumstances. Um, there's it's ironic almost that, um, you know, 
Sherry, who was 25, um, went in to that steakhouse on Christmas Eve with murder on his mind and he was targeting rivals um, from the Hennessy grouping, which he was once part of and fallen out. It's ironic that he's buried before the uh, the victim that he shot, yeah. Jason Hennessy Sr., whose funeral isn't going to happen until Saturday. Um, you know, I'm sure when he went out that day yeah. with his, you know, his mission to kill, he never thought he was going to be the one that ended up dead himself. No, I mean, it's it's a very, uh, exactly. I mean, it's it's such a, look, it's such a, such a crazy, such a crazy scenario. Wasn't crazy it really? scenario. I mean, the Hen- the funeral of Jason Hennessy Senior. While uh, will will be an intense affair. Jason Hennessy Senior is regarded as a, a key figure in a in an organised crime group. Um, maybe somebody who took a sort of management role, mm. but also somebody who uh, encouraged and mentored other people within that organisation. As we said before, he seems to have become. A, a significant figure in criminality in the latter part of his life. Um, and there has been, you have to say, the guards have done a good job in 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 calming the situation, in keeping watch on on that part of North Dublin. Um, and we're thankfully haven't, uh, you know... There hasn't any, been the very quick sort of, you know, retaliatory that was expected. No, and obviously the one of the the things that really happened in this direct aftermath was there was a lot of social media uh, accounts going up, mm. particularly on TikTok. People were being named, people were being identified, um, taunts were being made between the two sides. And that again seems to have slowed down. Um, those sides been taken down, some of them? A lot of them are still up actually, but yeah. they haven't been added to, I suppose, is is the way it is. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you see the migration for these kind of threats have gone from... Uh, Facebook, which it used to be, it then went to Instagram to a degree, but it's now really TikTok is where a lot of them are occurring. Um, and in fact, we had a story on the week on the weekend about how uh, guards are investigating if if uh, some of the use of social media directed uh, Tristan and Jerry towards the restaurant on the night that a uh, not that they were receiving information from within uh, the the rival gang, but that Tristan Cherry and his associates were solely monitoring social media. Mm. Somebody innocently put up a picture of people enjoying a night out and they, due to knowing that the, the restaurant, were able to judge that they were in there that evening and that could have um, sparked this, this. See, people forget that, you know, if you put up photographs of you in the here and now, you're yeah. essentially like pinning your location for anybody who wants to see. Exactly. And I mean, we've done it ourselves uh, in terms of, uh, you know, criminals and being able to look at the background, uh, look at when the picture was put up and being able to figure out where where they are. And we've mm. seen the elaborate extent uh, some of these, uh, uh, these kind of anonymous uh, people on Twitter have been able to track stuff that the Kinnahans have been up to in Dubai. Yeah. Incredible uh, detective work um, matching backgrounds with mm-hmm. backgrounds on real estate sites to, to you know, determine locations and, you know, incredible work. So that is another risk um, uh, and that's something that the guards are going to look into. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, it's look, the, for Tris and Jerry's family, it's, it's, it's a traumatic day. Um, but some, nothing, at least, uh, some of that tension has, will have dissipated, I think, within the area once these two funerals have, have taken place. Okay, so um, Saturday and 
then when do the guards leave, you know, let their let their guard as such down with it? Because of course, you know, there is an element whenever people are killed that you just get over the funeral and then deal with the situation and really maybe that will be the more um, high risk time. Yeah, I mean, again, you see um, the policing of, of these feuds um, tends to be sparked by events, doesn't it? Um, mm. And there's just not endless policing resources. Uh, it, it's that's just the fact of life. I mean, we saw probably with the the, the very height of the Hinnan or the Kinnan Hut feud, you couldn't move in Dublin Dublin's inner city for seeing guards and guarded patrols, but it just can't go on forever. And then in the aftermath, what police what the police nearly read need to rely on is mm. intelligence um, to anticipate yeah. things. And you did see that work well. But um, you know, it was always as well with that. And I mean, we can only talk about that because, you know, we, we were able to look back so many years now and see the trends and all the rest of it. But so there's different threat levels, you know, and obviously critical threat level, it would be akin to the threat of terrorism in some yeah. European cities. But um, that threat would increase to critical coming up around anniversaries and things like that as well. Yeah. It's sort of almost, um, you know, working hand in hand with the emotions, I suppose, of the people's inv- people involved. So you have these kind of recognised times, you know, a month's mind and all this sort of stuff. These kind of sort of emotionally drawing dates often can see the the, the threat level increase at the same time. Yeah, I mean, it's, look, it's... That's what it is. It's, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's organised criminals, I suppose, organising retaliation, but at the same time, they're human beings with, you know, huge emotional connections to to the victims and and then obviously huge emotional feelings against the perpetrators on the rival sides. Yeah, they're reactive. I mean, mm. that's that's the truth of it. I mean, these are, a lot of these things yeah. are really reactive and mm. can react to things on social media or somebody bumping into yeah. somebody on the ground or yeah. any any number of things like that. Exactly. So it's not it's it, that that and that remains even mm. even all these years on with the the Hutch and Kinnan sides that there's still uh, recognition that that you know those anniversaries can can spark something um so yeah that that that'll be the case but the intelligence the long-term intelligence is mm. what if you if you look at the attempts on Patsy Hutch's life in particular mm. um although the the sort of the the raw sort of policing of you know just having cops on the mm. beach uh, did die off they had that intelligence over time and this grouping wouldn't be as sophisticated no not even the, not, you know not even near as even. as as what we were dealing with there yeah but um okay well look we'll leave it at that thank you very much Nicola listening to Crime World, a podcast from sundayworld.com, produced by Ian Mullaney and edited by me, Nicola Talent. Research assistant is Claude Amini. If you like this show and love true crime, leave us a review or why not download the free sundayworld.com app for lots more stories from Ireland and across the globe.
Would you like to be able to start conversations like a pro? Take the Sunday World, your daily dose of what's going on. Do not consume the Sunday World if you're involved in a drug cartel, you're a politician with something to hide, or you've appeared on a reality TV show and care about others' opinions. Consume the Sunday World responsibly. Always read the stories, gossip, and commentary.